This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Michael Reed on LMFM. Tuesday morning, the 21st of April. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. Well, we're living under a lockdown under severe restrictions, something akin to a police state. A lot is being asked of us and we're being told to look to government for direction, but government in return should make sure that the direction is clear, that there are no surprises. No surprises like, for example, how 189 fruit pickers arrived in into the country from Bulgaria last week. The message to governments is to communicate with people. The message should be clear and the policies should be fair and consistent and everything should be transparent. Outline in advance what is uh, going to happen, what is planned uh, and what people can expect to happen. On that note, uh, it's interesting uh, that people woke up in Dulica to see some construction work underway yesterday and thanks to a listener who made contact to say that there are two sites open in Dulic carrying out construction work, one in the business park and one in the centre of the town on a housing development with excavators, dumpers and work crews on site. Now, we contacted uh, the department uh, about this, contacted quite a number of people about this, but the department told us that some social housing projects which are nearing completion have been designated as essential projects in order to provide critical housing. Uh, the response was a, a bit of a surprise. I don't know if uh, that had been made public before nine o'clock last night, uh, at least when something similar was uh, said on uh, the television. Uh, and we got back in touch with uh, the department to ask them, when was this exemption allowing some construction work to start on social housing agreed? Uh, and when was that announced? And when did the department expect this type of work to get underway? Because uh, you'll be reading in the Irish Examiner this morning uh, that the construction industry is expecting this work to happen in May, not yesterday morning. Uh, The department had said to us that prior to the recommencement of any construction activity, as in yesterday in Dulic, the local authority, as in Mead County Council, is required to ensure contractors, consultants and their respective agents working on projects to adhere to the public health guidelines, the COVID-19 guidelines and other relevant health and safety safety regulations, guidelines, protocols applicable to the construction sector. Uh, We wrote back to the department uh, on foot of that to ask if it was of interest to them that the work began in Dulic on two sites, as reported to us yesterday. 
yesterday morning. Uh, and uh, is it of the belief uh, that the appropriate health and safety training could have taken place in advance, given that the whole world has changed in terms of physical distancing uh, and so on? And we also asked if uh, the department had any comment relating to the concern that has been raised with us about work taking place in the business park, which is not associated with social housing, uh, and if it is of any relevance uh, to them that the work may be carried out by people who are travelling here from a different jurisdiction. Let's talk about this with Pater Tobin, who's TD for Mead West and leader of the AIM2 party, and Gerald Nash, who's a TD for Loud and East Mead for the Labour Party. And a very good morning to both of you, and thank you indeed for joining us on the programme this morning. Jed Nash, does this come as a surprise to you, or did you know about this before yesterday evening, that there was to be an exemption for construction on social housing? Uh, I didn't know anything about this at all. And I'd say one of the, uh, certainly the early stages of the introduction of the more draconian restrictions um, uh, three weeks ago now, uh, I was absolutely inundated uh, with calls from construction unions, uh, from uh, local builders, and indeed from those who are working not just on local building sites, but on building sites in Dublin and in Kildare as well, about what the uh, status of all of this was. Should they go to work? Should they not? Should they close their sites? Should they not? Some further clarity was brought to this. Um, you remember uh, the, 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 the day after uh, the Taoiseach announced the uh, very restrictive measures at the end of March. Uh, and it took a couple of days then for certain sites to close down. And my interpretation of uh, the measures that were introduced uh, made it very clear that the only construction sites that were permitted to operate were uh, essential construction sites. So my interpretation of that, Michael, I think... Mm common sense would tell you that that would be if a building contractor or a group of building workers were developing, you know, a COVID-19 assessment hub, a testing unit, an extension for a hospital that might mm. be near completion. Um, or if there was a gas leak or something, some sort of emergency work. Yeah. I, was, I was dealing as well yeah. with mm. local builders who are asking me, you know, were they permitted to go and repair roofs because, you know, they got a call that a, a roof in a local home was collapsing. Mm. And I think common sense would tell you that that's an essential piece of work. Mm. And that's why uh, hardware, well, stores, I, I, for example, and builders' merchants are open simply for uh, essential services. But um, it seems in the dark of night. Um, and it is that, though, is it? It's, there, yeah. wasn't, there wasn't an announcement. Now, we've written back to the department this morning asking when was it announced, when was it agreed, and when was it announced. But to the best of your understanding, the first you heard of it was on the 9 o'clock news last night. Absolutely. And then I read yesterday evening on the Irish Times online uh, a comment from the National Housing Agency and the department that suggests that, as you correctly point out, mm. work may start soon on completing some essential social housing units. And I well, think that's we would it, yeah. agree that if, if social housing units are, are near completion, uh, one of the important things we, could, we need to do is to make sure that those who are on our housing list are accommodated uh, appropriately. We absolutely need that. We know differently with that. It it comes back to the advice that has been given to governments around the world about being clear, about being fair, about being consistent and about being transparent. Let me just go quickly to Padre Tobin. When did you first become uh, aware that an exemption was to be given to some construction work, namely social housing, uh, as appears to be the case? Well, the first I heard of it was at the 9 o'clock news last night when Ingrid Miley indicated that it, uh, in passing that it, there may be some opening of sites. Now, I attend the, the leaders of political parties' meetings uh, with the Taoiseach and the Taunist and, and the chief medical officer on a weekly basis. Um, I attend the HSC uh, meetings on a weekly basis, and I attend a number of other um, doll meetings on a weekly basis where we're given 
up-to-date information with regards the state of play in Ireland and the government plans. And you know, the context of this is that yesterday it was reported that 90 people north and south died of COVID-19 and that we're now um, roughly at about uh, 16,000 cases and mm. nearly 800 deaths across uh, the island of Ireland so far, which is an atrociously sad... And, and that's and the bit we can thing. understand. That's why we're willing to accept what's being yeah. asked of us. But if we don't understand what's being asked of us or if it doesn't seem fair, it becomes a very different thing, <clears> isn't it? And this, is, and, and this is the issue. So, so in other words, it's, you know, the, the sentence that's used over and over again in this crisis is that we are all in this together. And that means that everybody has their shoulders to the wheel. Everybody is sacrificing, you know, their own movements uh, and in many cases uh, their income and their livelihoods and their businesses, uh, etc. So it's important that we are actually all in this together. Secondly, it is important that we develop an exit strategy too because there has to be a case where this comes to an end. <clears throat> and that exit strategy has to be very clear uh, it has to be very. It has to be logical with regards to the services that come back first, mm. and it has to be communicated clearly uh, in in advance to people. Now, I, from what I understand, this is uh, it hasn't been uh, communicated properly whatsoever, and also the the let's say the sequence of authority on this is very confused. So, in other words, we're told that the local authority, that Meath County Council, mm. has a responsibility with regards uh, what sites open up again in this crisis. And yet Meath County Council says that it wasn't their responsibility on this, that they're not charged with actually policing um, the lockdown, that uh, the the HSE and the Gardaí should be contacted. Have they said that? uh, I'm not sure that they have. Have they said that to you? Because we're waiting for a a formal response from them. We have been speaking with them and they seem to be aware of uh, the social housing site uh, and uh, they seem uh, to uh, be saying exactly what the department has said in relation to that, that there is an exemption and that it's being pleased by Meath County Councillors and we haven't had that response, but they seem yeah, to be aware of that. The but I've but, seen here but, but just, just, just to finish what I'm saying, they don't seem to be aware of uh, the other site, the second site, uh, that has nothing to do with social housing. But you have a, a different response, have you? Yeah, no, the response, in, in, in fairness, I got the response uh, through your own offices there uh, and I think it was issued uh, this morning at 8.53, so it's, it's, it's probably just come in mm. there uh, and it says, regarding the second query, we believe it's a query for the HSC or the Gardaí. Meath County Council don't play a role in the force COVID-19 restrictions. Okay. So it, that, that yeah. shows you that there's yeah. not only is the, is the there's a confused exit strategy, but there's also a lack of communication to the general public with regard to that exit strategy. And also the authorities that are in control of the situation, um, there's, there's, there isn't a clear, let's say, line of, of authority on this. So okay. it's really important that the government makes sure that, yes, we do need an exit strategy. Yes, we do need um, uh, social housing in the future. But how we go about this is, is really key for society. It doesn't add up. Jed Nash, does this add up in your mind that at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock you might learn that there might be an exemption? You wake up then to hear that the construction industry is saying, oh, well, hopefully we'll be able to get back in May. Uh, but there's obviously work taking place in Duleek yesterday. This goes right to the heart of the problem. And uh, I don't think anybody is, is alien to the challenges that government has. And, and Padre and I and other representatives and our parties have supported the government in tackling this monumental crisis. And the general public have um, acted in solidarity um, in 99.9% of, of, of occasions uh, because nothing matters more than our health at the moment and tackling this monumental public health crisis. But what irks me uh, is, and I, I've mentioned this to government representatives time and again, they can't continue to rely 
the goodwill of opposition parties and the entire Oireachtas. Uh, when communication is so poor, uh, when the lines of responsibility uh, lack clarity, uh, people are coming to us as deputies looking for guidance and looking for advice. Uh, and when we simply see things on the TV news or read things in the newspapers, that's simply not good enough. And this challenge, Michael, has got to become much more acute as we kind of reopen our economy and reopen our society on a phased basis. And I'll give you an example. I mean, I called last week uh, in the national media for the establishment of um, either a combination of a number of different bodies with responsibility in this area or a new ad hoc body to um, develop um, the rationale uh, and the logic uh, for what essential businesses might uh, operate over the next period of time and who might enforce and implement uh, regulations around social distancing. Remember, Michael, social distancing is, is the new normal. It's going to be with us for some time. And there's huge anxiety in workplaces, huge anxiety among the general public about how that is going to operate. The CIF, the Construction Industry Federation, you will have seen on the front of uh, last Sunday, Sunday Times, um, have developed what they're calling a standard operating procedure, which they want to see adopted uh, on building sites. And they have been very clear themselves. They weren't behind the door about it. Mm. They've told members they want to use this new manual, as it were, which, by the way, was developed by themselves. Uh, maybe um, they may have run it by the Health and Safety Authority, but my um, information is that, uh, and I would imagine, having had responsibility for the Health and Safety Authority some time ago, that the Health and Safety Authority would not have formally endorsed it. But they're using this standard operation, operation procedure now kind of as an advocacy tool to try to persuade government mm. to open more building sites over the next period of time. Now, it's got to be very difficult, and I've been saying this in mid-March and towards the end of March, very difficult to uh, implement social distancing requirements uh, on building sites all the time and to do that safely. And what the CIF are talking about is, well, once you do our 15-minute online tutorial, then as far as we're concerned, if we get the say-so from government, mm. we can open, sites can be open. So they're using this as a kind of a campaign tool. Now, I understand that sections of the economy will need to open, sections of society will need to open on a phased basis. That is absolutely understandable. Mm. It needs to be done clearly and it needs to be done um, with the full approval uh, of the state and there needs to be I'm not sure what there needs to be, but I, I think the line must have dropped I'm out. About, I'm not just concerned, Michael, about their own. Oh, you're back. I'm sorry. We, we lost We lost you there, Jed. Sorry. Sorry. I, I, don't, I don't know where, um, mm. where I need to return to in terms of my contribution. But look, I'm dealing with construction workers all of the time who are very anxious about being asked to go back to work um, because the threat still uh, mm. remains. Their concern, of course, is not just for their own health and the health of their colleagues, uh, in, in what's a collective effort, Michael? I mean, building workers, mm. by definition, work side by side. I mean, what happens in a building site in Dublin if you know large window panes are being dropped down by cranes? You will find four or five guys, and they're usually guys mm. who are actually taking that window pane, uh, you know, fixing that it, 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 onto the site and well, so on and it. so forth. Yeah. You wouldn't be strong enough to do it yourself, absolutely. Well, yeah, well certainly yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. The point about it here is. I mean, they want to protect their family members mm. as well. Uh, and this is the whole point. I mean, you see pre-lockdown, uh, you know, you, you drive into mm. the Apple Green. Well, I, I'm, I'm not sure it is even the point because I, I think... And you see crews of building workers mm. tra- uh, going 
you know, uh, north to south or south to north. Okay, uh, no, no, I understand. Uh, but, 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 but in this case, I think it's a question of communication because we're hearing from people who are saying, can I not open up my business now? Or can I not go back to work? Uh, because uh, I, I thought there were rules in place and now those rules seem to have changed and nobody told us that they were going to change. We just woke up yesterday morning and found people working on a building site. And that's what happened in Duleek yesterday. And I suppose that's what happened last week uh, with uh, the news that fruit pickers had come in overnight. And it is that question of communication that people are very concerned yeah. about. Uh, I'm going to uh, conclude with Patrick Hobin on this, if I can, uh, because it is very hard for people to stomach that they're being told to do one thing and then looking at how this is happening. And it, it may be very difficult to ensure that physical distancing is put in place, as Jed Nash was outlining. And it may not be in some circumstances when you're going to do uh, the odd ends to finish off uh, the snag list in social housing so that people can move into them. And if that can be done safely, that's great. But people need to know in advance. And that is yeah. the point, is it not, Patrick? There's a couple of things. First of all, the process is phenomenally confused. So last week when uh, myself and Alan Laws raised the issue of the fruit pickers, we had the government come out and say, well, these were essential workers, etc., and it had to happen. That evening, we had the CMO uh, come out, the, the chief medical officer, who was asked, was this good enough? And he said, no, this was not good uh, public health practice, and that he opposed uh, the flying in of hundreds of workers into a country which was on lockdown because of a pandemic. That evening, the same teacher came out and said that he shared the concerns of the CMO and there would be an urgent investigation into it. And then on Sunday, we had the Minister for Enterprise, Heather Humphreys, said that these um, uh, seasonal workers were free to come and go. Uh, she didn't know how many were coming into the country uh, and uh, there was no process uh, around it whatsoever. So <clears throat> there's a confused approach by government on this. You're right, in certain working conditions uh, where workers are maybe finishing off um, uh, particular buildings, maybe the 20 buildings that are, that are social uh, housing where people need to be moved out of maybe uh, hubs into these houses for their own uh, health reasons. In certain conditions, you can imagine that you know one or two workers in a, a building could actually f- finish off issues uh, like plastering, uh, etc., or snagging or second fixes within those buildings. Um, if those, but it's important that those people are local, those workers are local, that they're not travelling long distances. It's also important that they, that they bring their lunches with them, that they don't all pile down to the local shop uh, at lunchtime, that if materials or food is needed, that it's delivered to the site. So there are steps that can be taken, in my view, uh, in very careful circumstances to make sure that essential work does happen. But it needs to happen in a logical, uh, uh, phased manner in which people are communicated well in advance to. OK, well, we'll come back to this when we get a, a response uh, to our latest set of questions uh, to the department. Uh, but we leave it there for the moment. And thank you both indeed for joining us today. That's uh, Patrick Hobane, leader of AIM2 and a TD for Meath West, uh, along with Labour TD for Louth and East Meath, Jed Nash. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.